your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Yeah, yeah, you're excellent. That's cool. What a day we are going to have. It's the night, and so that's going to make our day even better. <laughs> it is a Tuesday, which means you put your hands together at the UCB Theater. You can clap for the comics who are backstage. They can hear you. <laughs> we have a great show tonight, as we always do. How are you doing? Are you doing well? Did you have a good day? Really good. What'd you do? Um, I went to work. Oh, great. What do you do for a living? You work at the Apple Store, yeah. yeah, fucking genius bar or whatever. I don't know. Do you just or are you just freeform? Freeform. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Any of you guys can check me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't mean like with a little square. I mean like check it out. That was an that was an Apple Store joke that you guys dropped the ball on. Like I nailed that because if you've been in the Apple Store, you know any of them can check you out. It's kind of the thing about that place. But then I used the double entendre of what checking out means, and I made it a sexual thing about me. And that was pretty smart. Not just because I'm good looking and I'm reflecting that to you, but also because I'm using my brain to sort of say, hey, here are the way we use words. I'm bringing you in with an experience that we all share, and then I'm, whoop, what'd she do? She turned it on her head, and so I'm good at my job. Oh, I'm Cameron Esposito, I'll be hosting, yes. Every week do I do this? Uh-huh, correct. Thank you so much. What a, what a rousing uh, round of applause. You know what? I lived. I survived. I made it. I lived. I lived. Uh, this weekend, I went to a comedy festival in uh, Telluride, Colorado. Has anybody ever been to Telluride, Colorado? Where my very rich people at? There they are. You have money, and it, you put it in a, your pants, and you fly there. Um... That is a very beautiful place, but you have to take a, a prop plane to get there, like a like a tailspin, sort of like a uh, like a like a that kind of like teeny plane, very small, and uh, and it is definitely scary. And uh, as we were leaving to to come back out, as we we're driving to the airport, the person that was driving said, uh, "Oh, yesterday a bunch of people got killed <laughs> when they left this airport. So look for that plane." <laughs> It's a horrifying thing to say. I'm not going to look for that plane. But I did live. Phew. Um, you know, I had not been to Colorado since weed became legal. This was my first trip there. Has, has anybody here been since weed became legal to Colorado? Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Not even like in a, in a pilgrimage sort of a way? You guys are all really level-headed. That's cool. I... I, uh, so when I got there, uh, I don't ski because I'm from the Midwest, and the only thing that we have there is a pile of trash, and they covered it with snow, and they said, this is a mountain, and it's not. It's trash. Um, but that's the only thing that's there. So I don't know how to ski at all, and Telluride is, like, the legit mountains, so it would have been, like, zero to, you know, um, 
what is a mountain number. But, uh... <laughs> so, I took myself out to breakfast, which always shows people you are fucking amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Diner by myself, what I do? Popped up in a newspaper and read it. Just to kind of be interesting. Oh, she's with herself, and she's entertained, and not with her phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was reading the local paper, and they had this article in there about how 60-year-olds, specifically 60-year-olds, people in their 60s, have been going to the hospital a lot lately, because since weed became legal, it's not just that you can buy joints, or like, uh, you know, loose uh, leaves of stuff. You can buy edibles in stores, and uh, a adult people are buying brownies and then they're eating the whole brownie and then they're fine but they think they're dying and they have to go to the hospital where the hospital just gives them Valium and then they go home but it's been like an epidemic and so I was reading about this in the paper just being like wow that is wild and then I had a show that night and um during the show, so it's in a pretty small, beautiful opera house. Of course it is. I was going to say theater, but I wanted you to know what Telluride is like. Um, and I was on stage performing. And I'll also say this. The, it was a pretty small group of people at this festival. And everybody that was there, people I really respect. Like comics who are a couple years older than me, a couple years ahead of their, me in their career. So I really wanted to like impress the shit out of them. Because that matters. You know, like other comics are really the people that comics are trying to make laugh. I don't know if you know this, but I don't give a fuck about you guys. <laughs> it's all for them. <laughs> So, so they're sitting in a box here to the stage, and I was trying to, like, oh, like, ooh, I'm gonna, well, here's my jokes, you know, getting into it and kind of delivering them with ease and uh, humor. Um, and then I heard from the back of the room, I heard, he jumped! <laughs> now, this is an opera house. There's a balcony. How would you have interpreted that if you were me in that moment? Because I said, wait, what? Um... Is everything okay? Is there... What's going on? And then people turn on their cell phones, and the the lights in the theater didn't immediately come up. I had to be like, is everything... What just happened? Um, and it turns out, no, he hadn't... Nobody had gone over the balcony. And I later chastised the audience, uh, because it turned out that somebody had... He'd been sitting in his seat, and he jumped three rows ahead of himself <laughs> and landed on a lady on her head. <laughs> Um, and yes, that is jumping, but I later told them if there's a balcony, you should, ne you should just say, he's forward of himself or something. You shouldn't say, he jumped. That's very scary. Um, he moved forward with speed, using his legs for propulsion. Would have been better. And uh, it turns out that it was like a 25-year-old kid who had never smoked anything or eaten anything, he went to the store, he got a whole brownie, he jammed it in his face so that he could enjoy the comedy show better. And then he sat in the back, and then right as I was talking about how important it is that I am a homosexual, he lost his mind, got super high, jumped three rows ahead of him on a lady's head, had to be arrested and taken to the hospital. What was he yelling while he was being arrested? I am Saddam Hussein. <laughs> That is what he is yelling. Which, first of all, deep cover for Saddam. You know? Like, here, we had all these ideas. Turns out he just got younger and was in Colorado! 
No, he was not Saddam Hussein, I don't think. Um, but he did do a little too much weed. So this is, this is a public service announcement uh, for you guys to let you know if you go to Colorado, yeah, it's totally legal, but that doesn't mean you have to, you know, do all of it. Like, if you want a, a whole brownie, get a regular brownie. <laughs> And then just put like a little bit of a pot brownie in the middle. Dig a little hole, put a little, roll it, roll the brownie into a brownie joint, and then put a little bit of pot brownie in the middle, and then eat it like a burrito. <laughs> That's what you should be doing to protect yourself and keep yourself safe. What do we think about that? Yes? Yes. Good. Um... The first time I ever smoked weed, and now, you know, we're going to get the show started in just a second, but I do want to share this. First time I ever smoked weed, um, I did it where it was legal. I went to Amsterdam, um, and I was also, at the time, had very crossed eyes, because this is uh, something that's happened to me in my life. I was born with crossed eyes, and I had to wear an eye patch for eight years of my childhood, so there's probably no reason I'm funny. I can't think of anything I would have had to get out in front of just to be like, I'm dancing, don't look at this. Um, and I had multiple surgeries. I had surgery when I was a kid. I had another surgery when I was 20. But before I had surgery when I was 20, I was abroad. And um, sometimes what I could do is I could sleep or just rest and my eyes would straighten back out. They were like, they would cross and then they could straighten back out. But this particular time, they didn't unstraighten. But I didn't know that for weeks. I just thought that I just had to rest more. So I was waiting and I eventually did have to fly home and have surgery, but it was during this time period that I went to Amsterdam and smoked weed for the first time. So my eyes are fucked. And here's the other thing. When my eyes cross, because it's like not always been permanent, you know, sometimes when people have permanently crossed eyes, they blind themselves in that eye so their brain doesn't get confused. But my, my, I never blinded myself, so I just saw two of everything, which made cobblestone streets super difficult, plus an audience with the Pope very interesting. Because why would there be two Popes? Um, but there was that day. So I was in Amsterdam with crossed eyes, double vision, and I had never smoked anything or really done much of anything. And... Um, my friend, who was a huge pothead, was like, well, you should smoke a J while you're here. You can tell he's a pot pothead because he said J. Um, and I said, sure, you know, I'll do that, I guess, because it's illegal. So I smoked a joint, and I was like, nah, drugs don't work on me. Do you have anything else? He was like, here, eat this space cake. So I ate, like, a space cake. I was like, I don't think so. I'm not feeling anything. So I ate, like, two to three more space cakes. <laughs> smoked a bunch more joints. And I know what you're thinking. Cameron, did you think you were Saddam Hussein? No, I didn't. Because if you're already going into it with the most fucked up vision, you just think nothing is happening. <laughs> like, for a while, I was pretty sure drugs did not work on me. Which is, like, a great thing to think about. Just, oh, weed? No, it doesn't... Not affected by it as a person. But one of the things we did was we walked through the red light district. I don't know if anybody here has ever been to Amsterdam, but the red light district is very uh, hard to see because it's just women in windows and there's um, neon around the outside of the window and they're standing there. And why are they standing there? Because you can pay to have sex with them. Also, everybody who lives in uh, Holland who is... Everybody, everybody who is Dutch is tall and blonde with blue eyes. Everybody who is in the red light district is not that. <laughs> so that's how you know, because you're like, oh, maybe it's a choice. And I get that sometimes sex work can be a choice, but if it's like, oh, maybe it's a choice, and then you walk through there, it's like, oh, Eastern European people, that's an Asian woman, that's a black woman. You're like, oh, maybe this isn't a choice. Um, 
But there I was, high as a kite, not realizing it, double vision. And even in that moment, I could still see that, like, if you're a man and you're thinking about going there, I get it. It's legal. There's, like, stuff going on. But also, it's kind of a bummer. And I'm going to lay it on the line why I think it's a bummer. Because there was one woman, even with frost eyes, even high, I know for a fact, there was one woman, and she was uh, in the window eating french fries cause she's gotta eat you know tough to see you can't go on break cause what if that person's like no I'm interested and then you you know you sh- you're shuttered so you gotta stay open they, you can't put that little clock with like we'll return at you just gotta be there and then what if there's that one special bastard who's like oh she's eating great I'm especially into that. <laughs> you can kind of fulfill that man's dream. Okay, we've done a great job warming up the crowd, I think. All of us have. You feel connected. It's a little sad at the end. That's okay, it's life. Just talking about humanity. Hey, we've got a great show. How are you feeling? I knew you were feeling good. Uh, this next topic, now she is, this is her first time on the show. Whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we always go crazy. We welcome them extra hard. So are you ready? Are your hearts open? Yeah. I thought they would be. Let's hear right now for Erica Rose. Give it up for Erica Rose. Hi. Um, I, I should tell you guys, I'm actually, um, I'm trying some new performance enhancement drugs tonight, so if I seem like a little bit funny, it's, it's probably just the meds. <laughs> All right, I, well, I guess it could be the jokes, but um, it's probably the meds. I actually used to think uh, that I was too depressed to be a comedian, um, and then later I learned that I'm actually too depressed to not be a comedian. <laughs> Also, I used to be an optimist, um, but then things didn't really turn out the way that I planned, you know? So, now I'm a pessimist, and things are going much better. (laughs) I just went home recently uh, to visit my parents. Um, I like going home, you know? It brings back lots of memories, like why I left. I don't usually like to exercise, but um, I do spend a fair amount of time running from my past. (laughs) When I was little, um, I ran away from home and nobody noticed. It's okay, years later I ran away to Hollywood and nobody noticed. (laughs) But the second that I drive with expired tags... My parents are actually really excited for some reason that I'm doing stand-up. Um, but they did get into like a little fight over who I got the comedy chops from. Like my mom thinks it's from her, of course, and my dad thinks it's from him. Um, I just want to know like who's going to want the credit when this joke bombs. <laughs> my mom and I are a lot alike surprise. Um, She's a pescatarian. I'm a pescatarian, too. 
Uh, she uh, cries really easily during movies, and I also cry easily during movies. Um, she turned down Harvard, and I also didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> but the good news is I heard that Steve Jobs like dropped out of college and made like a billion dollars. So... <laughs> I don't want to brag, but um, I dropped out of college twice. So, you do the math. No, I'm serious, you do the math, because I can't multiply. Sometimes I think, like, if I had a lot more money, I could make more jokes at my own expense. My dad's in a wheelchair. Um... What's so funny? My dad's in a wheelchair. What? My dad's in a wheelchair. Um, He's been in a wheelchair my whole life, which has always been a little bit hard. Um, But I think it's made me like a much stronger person, you know? Like, have you tried pushing a grown man around in a wheelchair? It's a workout. <laughs> Maybe that's why, like, I tracked a lot of father figure types in my life, you know? Um, for some reason, like, they're always telling me that I'm lazy, I'm self-absorbed, and uh, my whole life's a mess. <laughs> At least my real dad gave me an allowance to listen to that crap. <laughs> this one guy I was dating recently, um, he said, whatever you do, Do not fall in love with me. Man, it is such a turn on when guys tell me what to do. (laughs) I was dating this guy recently who said he was a uh, trust fund baby. Well, turned out he was a pathological liar. (laughs) Man, those trust fund kids are like really messed up. Um, I kind of have a crush on my cousin. <laughs> That's not the funny part. <laughs> you know, I kind of have a crush on my cousin, but he's like a lot younger than I am, so it's probably not appropriate. Um, I do think I'm getting a lot better though at figuring out if a guy isn't right for me. Like, um, the first little red flag is he breaks up with me. <laughs> That's pretty much the only flag I need. <laughs> I have a problem with commitment. Never mind, that joke was going to be lame anyway. Uh, my friend bought me a vibrator to replace him with, and I like it, but it's kind of freaking me out a little because like, I'm just not used to so much attention. <laughs> A lot of guys get really turned on by my voice. Um, I think it's because they're like kind of imagining a 15-year-old without the consequences. Uh, When I was little, I was compared a lot to like a young Drew Barrymore. Um, As I got a little older, I was compared to uh, young Heather Graham. But now I kind of like to think of myself as like 
a washed-up Dakota fanning. (laughs) I always keep my phone on vibrate. Because I just, I really don't want to be one of those actresses who's like sits around waiting for her phone to ring. Um, I started an indie film though recently, so uh, where I, I basically played myself. Um, think I was pretty convincing in the role, but it's actually a lot harder than it looks to play yourself. Like I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Is this me, or is this me playing me? (laughs) Pretty good, right? I'll be playing myself again after the show. Or is that still the show? Hmm? Hmm? Oops, sorry. (laughs) Thinking too hard. Um... I, uh, I, I have a lot of friends on the East Coast, and they're always like, oh, my God, you live in L.A. Like, you must see celebrities all the time. And I'm like, yeah, we have TV here, too. <laughs> I just launched a really big Kickstarter campaign, though. Um, I'm making a movie called Erica's Rent. And um, <laughs> the goal is to raise at least $850 plus utilities before the end of the month. <laughs> Thanks, guys. America Rhodes. next comic is in visiting us from New York, but uh, I've known him from way back when we both used to live in Chicago. He's one of my favorites. Let's hear it right now for Jared Logan, guys. Give it up for Jared. Cameron Esposito. Erica Rhodes. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Uh, Before we get started, is anybody here Jewish? You are? Get the fuck out. No, I'm kidding. Don't you hate it when you go to those shows where they make all the Jewish people leave at the beginning? And you stay because it's a good band, but it's a bummer. Do you know what I mean? Now, I'm allowed to make that joke because my girlfriend is Jewish. Well, yeah, I have a girlfriend. She's real. And uh, she's a real person. You can help me out with the joke. Uh, We were together for like six months, and then one day we're walking down the street, and my girlfriend's like, well... My dad is Jewish. My mom's not Jewish. What does that mean? I mean that she's not a Jewish person. I can't say Jew because I'm too goy. I can't be like Jew. I can't say that. Uh, but she's not Jewish, right? So I told her that, and she did not like that at all. She got very upset with me. She was like, "I had a bat mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school. I was like, I'm sorry, honey, but you have to come out of a Jewish." fallopian tube, right? Like, the vagina must be Jewish. You have to... The the labia must be a Jewish... You know when you're coming out of the womb and you're like, that's when the Jewish gets on you. That's... Not Jewish, face Jewish. You see what I'm saying? Head Jewish. You know, after a baby is born, all that extra stuff that comes out? Excess Judaism. So I told her that, and she, like, super didn't like that. And then... She, you know, sometimes when someone gets mad, they say something that doesn't make a lot of sense. My girlfriend goes, all of a sudden she goes, I know nothing of Jesus. I was like, why did you say it like that? We're not in the Bible right now. Are you going to deny him thrice? 
it felt pretty prejudiced against me because look at my big fat Christian head. I was raised super Christian. Like my whole life, I was raised Christian in Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah, it's okay to laugh at that place. That's uh, it's kind of a weird, it's a very redneck place, Morgantown, West Virginia. To give you an idea of how redneck West Virginia is, West Virginia is one of the only states ever that seceded from the Confederacy. <laughs> That's redneck as shit. The Confederacy was like, fuck this shit, man. And West Virginia was like, no, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> The Confederacy was like, we gotta stop the blacks! And West Virginia was like, no, we gotta stop witches and demons! <laughs> I think it's funny that West Virginia is the only state like that where the counterpart doesn't really work. Because, like, North Carolina, South Carolina, right? South Dakota, North Dakota. West Virginia, Virginia. It's kind of like West Virginia was like, we're West Virginia. And Virginia was like, sure you are. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we were raised Pentecostal Christian. Do you know what that is? That's where they speak in tongues at church. Yeah, they speak in another language at church. It's not a language that you recognize. It's not like, yo, soy bien, Christo. It's not like that. It's not a little Latin flavor. What it is is that there's this guy called the Holy Ghost, and he's a friendly ghost like Casper. And you, they pray to him, and then he enters their body, not in a sexual way, and don't be a fucking pervert. Uh, the Holy Ghost enters their body, and then they do this. They go, And they think that God likes that. That God's like, yeah, make the noises I like. Yeah, make God's dancing noises. I'm God and I love random fucked up gibberish. So I wanted to know why my church did that, like why they thought that was necessary. So I looked it up, and in the Bible, there's like one story about it. It's really, it's like one paragraph where the, it's the day of Pentecost, they call it, and the disciples all prayed, and the Holy Ghost made them speak in tongues. My church based their entire religion off of that one paragraph. So to me, my church are like, the Comic-Con geeks of religion. Does that make sense? Like if Jesus came back and he did a panel at the San Diego Comic-Con, my church would be in the audience like, remember in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 when you used your powers to make everybody speak in tongues? Isn't that the correct way to worship God? And Jesus would be looking at Joss Whedon like, can you believe these fucking assholes? Who are my fans that I have to deal with every... F I didn't write that part. I don't know. Who wrote that part? Who wrote... Lu I think Luke wrote that. I don't... I feel like you're fixating on one thing. I'm here to promote the second coming. I don't know how to help you. I, uh... Yeah, I... You know, I thought about it a long time. Here's why I think that my church does that here's what because uh, the farther you go into the country the more specific religion gets i think west virginia is pretty country you know but i think people in la believe in god they're just very vague about it like if you go to someone in los angeles they're like do you believe in god they're like i believe in god but i believe that god is a force or spirit god is a feeling you get when you're really full god is he's a wind that always sits on your and you can never you, you can never see him and that's how you know he's there. 
But then if you go a little more to the country, they're more specific. If you go to like Indiana and you're like, do you believe in God? They're like, yes, and his name was Jesus Christ, and his birthday's Christmas, and he left a list of shit for us to do. But if you go all the way into the country, you go to like West Virginia, where I'm from, and you go, do you believe in God? They're like, God had blue eyes, and he wants us to touch these snakes right now! These are the dates that God did things! God would never drive a Hyundai Sonata! Well, that's my time. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Cameron Esposito. so funny. Hey, uh, again, I'm just going to switch it right on to the next comic. A friend of the show, we love him very much, and we're happy to have him back. Let's hear it now for Andre Duboucher, guys. Give it up for Andre! You're welcome. You're welcome in advance. My name is Andre Duboucher, of course. Most of you know me as the host of the incredibly popular game show on Animal Planet, Gay or Nay. How good is your equine gaydar? Find out on Gay or Nay. I love hosting that show, but as you know, my roots are in musical theater. And if you love musical theater, you'll absolutely like my latest project... It's a one-man musical about my life. Autobiographical one-man musical. And tonight I'm going to debut it for you right here, right now, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, unfortunately, it is a four and a half hour musical. So, what I'll be doing tonight is sort of a, a cue to cue, first line, last line, tech rehearsal of the musical, just the first line and last line of each scene. It is entitled 100 and Me Percent, the Andre Duboucher Saga. <laughs> and as the lights come up on the first scene, we're in a hospital room in Flatbush, Brooklyn. The year is 1971, and I'm portraying my own mother, a model slash actress who had to give up her career when she had me. As the lights come up, we see... This is not a prosthetic, by the way. As the lights come up, we see that she is in labor. She's breathing. And she sings. Contractions, contractions, each contraction, a subtraction from my hopes and dreams. Then a whole scene takes place. An excellent scene takes place. Last line of the scene, my mother stands over me, her newborn son, pillow in hand, and she sings, try to make it look like SIDS. Oh, I'm standing right here. I was a hearty baby, just half the size then as I am now. We move on to second grade at the school for the re-gifted. <laughs> They're doing attendance. Here, 
I did my report on the Stegosaurus. Then a whole scene takes place. <laughs> Last line of the scene. Ridge of plates on its back to shield it from the teasing. I wish I were a Stegosaurus too. You're welcome. All right. Next scene takes place during my freshman year at Beige University. Of course, we all know that Beige is the sister school to Brown University. But Beige isn't quite so stuffy and conservative as Brown. At Beige, they really let you spread your wings without the tyranny of letter grades. At Beige, we weren't even graded pass-fail. We were graded pass with a period. Or pass with an exclamation point. As the scene begins, I'm lying down on the quadrangle. And I sing, look at all the stars. And a whole scene takes place. Last line of the scene. <laughs> Uh, and that's that scene. Well, the crying makes more sense when you see the scene. Now we take you to my summer of self-discovery when I worked as a giraffe whisperer. I take you now to the giraffe whispering ranch where the days were long and the necks were longer. As the lights come up, I'm facing off against a particularly feisty giraffe Give him some room! Give him some goddamn room! Where's my ladder? He's the meanest giraffe on the ranch. The giraffe that no one else can whisper. And the whole scene takes place. Last line of the scene. There, there, Mr. Crazy Straw. There, there, Mr. Crazy Straw. We called him Mr. Crazy Straw because of all the weird curves in his neck. There, there. You're a good boy, Mr. Crazy Straw. You're a good boy. Now I've whispered you. But who will whisper? Someone guessed the line. I heard somebody guess the line. Back to the drawing board on that one. Theater should not, should not be so predictable. Last scene I'm going to show you takes place during my unemployed stand-up comedy years. Yes, I was both unemployed and doing stand-up comedy, if you can believe that. In New York City, I believe, I believe the year was 2001. In the fall, um, I think it was September, yes, it was September 11th, 2001. <laughs> memory serves correctly. This is an upbeat number that takes a dark and ominous turn. This one's called Woke Up at Noon Again. 
and is completely true. Another lazy Tuesday in New York City. I woke up at noon again. I might be unemployed, but I don't need pity. Woke up at noon again. Holy shit, that's a lot of voicemails. But first, let's check the TV. The whole scene takes place. Incidentally, I celebrate 9-11 the same way I did on that fateful day in 2001. Every year, I wake up at noon, I turn on CNN, and I shit my pants. Gets harder to do every year. And the whole scene takes place! Last line of the show. I guess I'll be a comedian from now on. Andre. So there you have it. Look for that in theaters. 2032. The Neil Patrick Harris of the UCB Theater, you know what I mean? Oh my God, what a, that was great. How are you doing? Yeah, what was your day like? You saw I Frankenstein? Why'd you do it? <laughs> Have you already seen the Lego movie? Okay. I guess you didn't do anything wrong. I'm not like trying to be, but I mean... That's the movie you should be seeing. You should, like, if there's a movie in theaters right now, you should be seeing the Lego movie. How, how was I Frankenstein? <laughs> Sorry, I can't even get through that. How was I Frankenstein? It was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Why? Um, hey. And, you know, this is also... I know the city we're in. You didn't, like, work on that film or anything, did you? No, okay. Yeah, why would you have gone... What if that's... If you're like, no, I worked... I'm the director, but I, I uh, went... <laughs> to see it. I just went to see it. Um, I didn't go to the premiere. I just saw it uh, today at like noon. <laughs> okay. So what, why'd you, uh, what brought you, uh, what brought you, what made it a, what made it a, a you Frankenstein sort of a situation? <laughs> what brought that for you? Are you uh, pretty into like horror stuff? You just want to see a punchy Frankenstein? So you're a rich person. <laughs> no. Yeah. You didn't pay for it. What did you do? Did you burrow in under the theater? Pop out? And then you're just like, well, I'm in this theater. I guess I'm watching I, Frankenstein. Oh, you saw it in the... Oh, you stole it. You stole I, Frankenstein. All right. Uh... Yeah. I don't know if I can get behind that. I mean, if they're, you know, because, like, because, again, now I'm going to go back the other way. Like, you should just steal the Lego movie. That's the one you should steal. Because that movie does not need your money. I Frankenstein is like, what? We only sold one ticket? We only sold one ticket? 
And then you, you could have made it too, baby. You could have made it too. I called you baby. Well, hey, uh, let's hear it for this gentleman, a thief, but an honest one. Uh, hey, we got two comics left. Both of them are amazing. This next comic, she's been on the show before. I knew she was coming back in town. She hit me up. I said, yes, you can be on the show again, uh, but from Canada even. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? The North. <laughs> Don't you always point up? That's not where that is. The North in the sky! No, that's not. You go down to get to a movie theater. You go up to get to Canada. No, not true. But uh, we're really happy to have her on the show. She's hilarious. Let's hear it right now for Deanne Smith. Guys, give it up for her. Come on. Hey guys, are you ready for this? I saw this bumper sticker. This is what it said. Are you ready? This is kind of confrontational. Are you ready? This is what it said, black and white, the whole entire message. The whole entire message. It said, abortion equal sign holocaust. <laughs> that was it. You guys are in good spirits, which is good. But I was angry. I was angry when I saw it. Abortion equal sign holocaust I was like come on it is a woman's right to choose whether or not she wants to give birth to six million Jews <laughs> that's a ton of Jews you guys six million do the math that is really hard work on the Jim Jam guys six million it's like, bam, bam, and then six million more times. So many Jews. All right. I call that joke abortion holocaust. I like to throw it out early, see where the room's at. What can we do? You know what I mean? Where are the boundaries? What's going to happen? This is good. This is very good. Most of you are on board the D train. I'm not really that confident. I'm just pretending for the show. Um, but some of you guys, some of you guys have questions and doubts. I do understand that. You're staring at me. I can feel your energy. You got questions. You're like, did that little boy just say for Jim Jam? <laughs> have you heard that? There's different kinds of laughter. That's the laughter that hurts my feelings. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just I'm kidding. That's the laughter that hurts my feelings. Um, I'm a lesbian. Uh, that is not really relevant to the next joke at all. Um, but I just want to make sure the ladies know. Comedy. Comedy. Um, I got to perform at an atheist convention recently, guys. An atheist convention. This is real. I performed at an atheist convention. And it was amazing because I had been praying for an opportunity like that. And the fact that it finally worked out <laughs> just goes to show somebody's looking out for me. You know what I mean? My upstairs neighbor booked that gig, so that was amazing. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, for real. Guys, I don't know how to talk to people. It's a problem in my everyday life. This happened to me. I went to a cafe. It was like, a, okay, this was in LA. It was a hipster kind of cafe. And I like hipsters, but this place was beyond. It was just like, I just felt judged immediately when I walked in. I know you know this type of place. I just felt, ugh, just ju like, it was like the sort of place where I'm like, okay, fine, I have glasses, you know what I mean? But I just felt like people were like, nice glasses. <laughs> I wear a monocle and a permanent wink. So. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. It was just like next level hipster. Like nothing you do is good enough. Like even if you're in a band, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, well the drummer in our band is an actual wolf. So that's good enough. <laughs> just like complete next level hipster. Nothing you do is good enough. Like, oh, you listen to vinyl. I only listen to music whispered directly into my beard. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Next level. Next level. So I felt judged on the way in. I felt edgy on the way in, right? Already. And I got in, and then there was a woman in there, and she had like a very young baby. And that's what was remarkable was how young the baby was. Just like super, it looked like, like you should still be able to exchange it for a refund. Just super new, just mint condition human, very tiny. And I wanted to say something to the woman, like, like, celebratory like the spirit of my heart was something nice right but i but it didn't come out that way what i wanted to say was something nice like 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 hey congratulations on your new life or like look your baby's out or, but something just but something nice and that's not what came out instead i locked eyes with this woman a stranger a stranger cradling her infant and i said wow that's a fresh one <laughs> she was just like <laughs> leave she left. I hadn't needed or ordered coffee yet. Then I had to go order coffee, right? And I'm kind of new to drinking coffee, so I was already in my head about it. And this is what I like about drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee now because, like, I, I'm not even going to ask you guys if you drink coffee because, of course, you do because people drink coffee. I know this. I'm trying to be more like people, so I'm trying to do <laughs> things that people do. And I like drinking coffee because at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, if I've had some coffee, I can be like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Just all the caffeine. I'm drinking coffee. But, like, I secretly know that's how I would be anyway at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's just general anxiety that I mask with lots of coffee. So I'm going to drink coffee. I'm in my head about it. I'm already like, okay, just say espresso. Don't say espresso like an asshole. You can do this, right? Order the coffee. Go to order the coffee. And then I ask for milk. And then she hits me back with this, which I was completely unprepared for. She said, do you want your milk cold or steamed? I didn't know, you guys. I didn't know. What would you guys say if somebody said, do you want your milk cold or steamed? What do you say? Okay, cold, steamed, steamed, cold. I liked it. I liked it. You guys have confident answers. That's the important thing about you guys. You pick something and you picked it confidently. Some of you were ready, like, like you've been waiting all day to answer that question or any other one that ended in steamed. I don't know why, but some people answered before I'd even finished asking. There was like, steamed, okay, all right. I should have done that. I should have just picked something and like dealt with the consequence of my choice, right? Maybe learned a little something about myself and how I like milk in my coffee. But I didn't. I didn't, you guys. I panicked. And then I saw that she saw that I panicked, and then I panicked more. Because I saw her regret asking me the question. I saw a moment in her face, just a pause. She was like, colder steamed. And then she braced herself like, Goo! and I was like, oh, no, no, no. So then I go to answer. And at this point now, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm answering, just bringing just years of emotional baggage. <laughs> to this everyday coffee shop transaction. Just years of unresolved doubt and insecurity. She said cold or steamed. 
I said, I don't know what's normal, just give me what's ever normal, I just want to be normal. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerating this story for you. I am not, this is exactly how it went down. And then she took a moment out of her day. She was a kind person, she was a patient person. She did not need to do this for me, but she did. And she transformed my life. She took a moment and she said to me, it's not about what's normal, it's just about what you prefer. I was like, single tear, mom, it was amazing. Oh, she parented me in that moment. Like my alcoholic parents never did. Okay, um, very quickly, I just wanna do this. I do sometimes wish that I had more confidence because here's the thing in comedy, really important to have confidence. I work with super confident dudes all the time, like really confident guys that like, you know, you know that you've seen this type of comedy, right? You know, sometimes I don't have any reason to be that confident, but you know what I mean? And if I had that confidence, I, there's things I would do. I'd love to have a catchphrase. I'm working on one. I need to um, work it into conversation. So I'll just ask you a question very quickly. You answer very easy. Catchphrase I hope to use one day when I have more confidence so I can be like my male counterparts. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it could be good. It could be good. Okay, so here we go. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, Tell it to my ball! <laughs> It's just a little something I'm working on. I think eventually it could be great. Thank you guys very much. Guys, Ian Smith, one more time. Hey, why don't you keep it going for a co-host of this show, Rhea Butcher, guys. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher. Hello. Hi, how are you? There's our producer, Ryan McManaman, also up there. Up there for Ryan. He makes this show into a podcast. Rhea also runs a show, and then she also does jokes and stuff with me as well. Indeed I do. Hey, uh, we had some neighbors move in. Yeah, we just had some neighbors move in the other day, over the Valentine's weekend. And they did probably the weirdest move-in move. Super weird move-in move. I've ever seen. Uh, Why don't you tell it to the people? Well, I was walking our dog uh, outside of the front of our house, and they had parked their U-Haul right in front of our house. And uh, they were coming in and out being pretty weird because they're about 21 years old. Yeah, so, so just, just generally weird. going, yeah. <laughs> just being weird. You know what I mean? 21 year olds. You know what I mean? Just Banging carrying tank a lamp. tops. You know what I mean? Loose armholes. You know what I mean? Weird. <laughs> that whole thing. So I was just watching the carnage happening uh-huh. uh, with my dog. And then a woman rounds from inside of the U Haul. I think you mean child. 21. Yeah, yeah, right? Child. Where are the kids at? Okay. Forever. Um, <laughs> uh, so she comes out and holding in her hands. Two fistfuls of uncooked spaghetti pasta. That's what she was moving. That's it. In a U-Haul. Out of the back of she a U-Haul. She was moving loose there. pasta. Loose, loose uncooked pasta. Uncooked pasta. In a U-Haul. In a U-Haul. Where'd she get that out of? What was that in right before it was in was her Was it hands? rolling around on the ground? And just she a, just it all a, up? Why, if it was in a bag, why'd she take it out of the bag? Was it in a jar, a pasta jar? Did the, was it in a stack? Hard to figure out. Was she going to cook it immediately? Did she I have to ride in the back of the U-Haul? <laughs> holding the spaghetti. Just holding the spaghetti. Like, Are we there yet? ball in the long, long trailer just making sandwiches. Okay, that's an old movie reference, but it's good. It's a great reference. Uh, what'd she do next, Rhea? It seems so like that's a weird choice already that she was moving uncooked spaghetti. For sure. Weird choice up top. Then, uh, you know, I went back inside. She went inside with that pasta. Like an hour later, I took my dog back out again. Uh, and I went back to the same spot, and on the ground was a pile of uncooked pasta. She threw it so on the ground! Went, 
That's where that goes. It's in front of our house. Because I would like to... I, what it, I know it's a natural product, but who or what did she think was going to have the means to eat uncooked spaghetti pasta? Can you imagine a squirrel just... <laughs> breaking its teeth out of its head. That's how long it would take. You know, squirrels are small, so imagine the ratio of size of a pasta strip. Yeah. Strip. Of a pasta strip. A pasta strip. Oh, my God. Wait, also... Uh, that seems like such a weird, super weird thing. So did she went in the house and she was like, eh, you know what? This is weird. Now that I see the place again, <laughs> then need pasta. <laughs> Goes back out to the curb, just throws it on the ground by a tree. By a tree. I wonder if she thinks you can get a, a pasta tree going. Yeah. Just put it in the ground by the tree and then they'll come up. Spaghetti out of a tree. Canada. Um... <laughs> The callback to her. Okay. Um, and you took a picture of this spaghetti. I did take a picture of said spaghetti. And you put it on Instagram. Uh huh. She's great at Instagram. At Rhea Butcher. Instagetti. Check her fucking out. Yeah, Instagetti. That is also what you could call an Instagram of the Getty. Indeed it is. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, these are great punts. These are great jokes. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? What these are your good jokes? A bunch of good jokes. Spaghetti out there? Yeah, we're like, oh, on? but that makes me think of another thing. The Getty, you know? And then she's like, I Also, agree. what if it was just a bunch of pictures of a still Getty? Yeah, Instagetti. You know what I mean? She's like, Dorothy! You know, she's like saying that. Oh, is Actually, she a... never says that. She's like, oh, I'm a sass basket. I think she mostly like, just goes, she's like, <laughs> you know, that's the... She's cursing you, and that's an Italian curse. Um... Well, but that was not the only weird thing that they moved in because... Wait, I just want to go... I want to stay on this sure, for a minute right. because okay. this is important. You okay. took a photograph. You put it on Instagram. I did. Today, this is... How many days ago did you put that photo on Instagram? Saturday. Saturday. So today, this is still on... Because I'm not going to fucking pick up your pasta. Be an adult. Pick up your own pasta. So we've left it there. Just a pile it's been of there. pasta. It's been there. So Rhea put it on... So today, which is Tuesday... Yes. Uh, our friend... Jonah Ray, who's been on the show, great friend comic. of the show, friend of the show. Uh, he saw on another person's Instagram <laughs> the same photo of that spaghetti, like not Ria's photo regrammed, but this is such a weird event that somebody else walked by and was like, "Snap, weird. got it!" Of our front yard, and our friend recognized it from Ria's great photography. Yes. That's the kind of neighbors we have now. <laughs> weird enough neighbors that if a stranger walked by, they'd be like, what the fuck is going this on This is here? weird. I'm going to instigate this right now. Yeah. What well, else should they have gotten a weird? way bigger laugh? Huh? What else did they get? Oh, oh. Their, their apartment is like um, ground floor, so you uh-huh. can look right into their apartment, which yes. <laughs> I never do. I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just every time we're pulling in and out of the driveway. It's really hard. Or walking we, You pull past. up and the window is like a f- not even a foot away, so you're just... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sometimes I hit like their apartment second, just been like, oh, um, shit. Sorry. Earthquake. <laughs> um, so I looked in because my neighbors are like, you should, my other neighbors, my nice neighbors are like, you should take a gander into their apartment while they've got moved in there on the couch. And I looked in and it was a blow up doll. Yeah, just like a straight doll. up 1983 blow up doll. You know what I'm curious about? Fully blown up, too. I was going to say, I wonder if when they packed it, they were like, they were like, they opened the little. New house. <laughs> Back again. Or like, do you think they 
Do you think they packed it fully formed? I think they packed it fully formed holding spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it was. In her holes. Oh. <laughs> Those all have holes, right? I've never seen one up close. Yeah, they've, they, they have holes, right? They've got holes. That's a terrible replacement for a woman. How could that even... You've never been with a woman or man. I just want to let you know, like a kind of a sharp plastic seam. Ridged seam made of plastic does not replicate the experience. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have your choice, but if you're ever fucking a blow-up doll and you're like, how accurate is this? Not super. Not very. Maybe still like a CPR doll or something. Yeah, that's, that's probably... better for sure. You can do the finger sweep, am I right? What? Remember high school and then also fingers. Um, wow. Well, we're going to try yeah. and figure out if we can be friends with them. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be super hard. don't know Skrillex's back catalog, so yeah. I don't know how to talk to children. Plus, we're judgmental. That's the other problem. <laughs> I did see one guy outside, and he was just standing there in basketball shorts and a t-shirt, which I get you're moving, but he just stood there with his hands in his pockets, looked at me, and then spit. Yeah. Welcome to the neighborhood. First interaction. Well, hello, sir. Yeah. Spit right on the spaghetti, lubricate it, oh. and eat it. Oh. Oh, I think this is what people should do. Well, we're well. neighbors, guys. Hey, if you want to move into our building, we live at... No, I'm not going to tell you where we live. What if I told you where we live just then? You would not be able to stay away from coming to that house. Not just to see the spaghetti, if you know what I mean. You'd be driving real slow past our window. But you'd have to get one of them apple pickers or whatever, because we live in a... Cherry picker? Yeah. That thing. That's what I mean. I don't mean apple pickers. That's not a thing. I mean apple puckers. You're going to have to get some apple puckers, get on a cherry picker, and go past our house. We live on the second floor. Uh, Hey, that's Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. Now, uh, we have a great, we have a, a really awesome guest on the show coming up next. She is a friend of Rhea and my, both from Chicago. We're so happy that she's in town right now. She's going to come up and do a set. Guys, let's hear right now for Candy Lawrence. Give it up for Candy. Thank you. Stop clapping. Oh, my God. Everybody's like, oh, my God. How did they get olive oil to perform tonight? Too much too soon. Too much too soon. I have an announcement to make, you guys. I'm single and ready to get shingles. (sighs) So I'm on a dating site. So if anybody's ready to get with this cowgirl, I'm ready to connect, and I'm on LinkedIn on that dating site. Swipe to the right for business! Swipe to the right for fuck business! Okay, okay! Everybody's like, what the fuck? Just making sure. Just making sure. 
I'm pretending like I have long hair right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, this shit's going to get weird. Is anybody here high? Because if you're high, this is going to make more sense. I can tell you're high. You're looking at me like, who's this guy on stage? Is that Sinbad? Uh, I'm not Sinbad, but I do have the same blouses as him. <laughs> oh, my God. What a good-looking audience. You know what I'm saying? Great-looking audience, especially you. I know what you did last summer. What if that's how I hit on people? I just whispered lines from scary movies. <laughs> you look great. You look a lot thinner than you did last summer. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Uh, I feel like I didn't introduce myself. My name is Candy Lawrence. I don't have a middle name, which is fine. You know, I'm fine with it. But growing up, I was so angry that I didn't have a middle name, so I came up with one. Jasmine. So beautiful, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't spell it J-A-S-M-I-N-E. I spelled it J-A-Z-Z-M-A-N. Jasmine! <laughs> Candace Jasmine Lawrence! If I would have kept that middle name, I could have been a different person. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> Again, everybody's like, what the fuck? Instead of doing stand-up up here for seven minutes, I could have been up here scatting for seven minutes. Yeah? play a drinking game because I'm the only one that brought out a Zima, I'm sure. Uh, and don't worry, I've only roofied my own drink, so I'm kidding. Everybody's always reacting like that. They're always like, oh, okay. Uh, I played this drinking game in collage. Uh, cool accent. I know everyone just thought that. Ooh, cool accent. Oh my god, I played this in collage. So it's called Never Have I Ever. And uh, I'm going to make a simple statement. If you've done what I'm about to say, please drink. <laughs> Nobody has a drink. Good. So it's just up to me. Good, good, good. That's what I hoped. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Never have I ever unwrapped a Hershey Kisses and hid it under, uh, in my underpants and saved it as a snack for later. Okay, cheers. Mm, delicious, delicious. Oh, but like, good, 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 good. Never have I ever been broken up with because I farted on someone during the notebook. 
<laughs> and the last one, never have I ever chipped my tooth on a strawberry daiquiri wine cooler bottle at a rave. I haven't. I have. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> what a cool pose, right? Cool and rude and sexy. And uh, uh, I'm going to go on this one. Um, why'd I say that? I hate that. <sighs> this one is of my neighbors. They live upstairs. I don't know what they're doing up there. But I think it might go something like this. I was a, le I was a lesbian, by the way. Not anymore. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> obviously. I'm not wearing a tool belt, so nobody knew that. Um, thank you, sir. My neighbors live upstairs. They're really loud. I'm not sure what they're doing up there, but I think it may go something like this. Hey, babe. I was going to go into the kitchen, get a cup of coffee. You want anything? Coffee? All right, I'll be right back. www.com I've been Candy Lawrence thank you guys so much bring back Cameron Esposito Candy Lawrence who's better than Candy Lawrence guys what a treat wow that was like look at you you were bent over you had to reposition your hair behind your ears that was so effective that your hair had fallen in front of your face sort of create a shield so you didn't have to process fully how funny that was. So if you'd had it directly at your face, you would not have been able to deal with that. Like sort of an eclipse, you know what I mean? One of those boxes or whatever, you know? Right? Right? Correct? How's it been going over here? Have you fucking held it down on that side of the thing? Uh-huh, yeah, you did a great job. And I spoke to you guys right at the beginning of the show. Was it great? Was it excellent? Who is your favorite comic? Rate all the comics. <laughs> I want you to tell me who is the worst one first. <laughs> no, you can't do that because they're all amazing. It was a tie and it was for best. <laughs> you guys, that is our show. We are here every Tuesday night. Uh, please come back and see us again. I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.